Welcome to Lottery Dreams and Fortune. My name is Timothy Schultz. I'm a YouTuber, podcaster, and I happen to be a lottery winner. But I'm now combining my experience in broadcast news and journalism to meet and interview other people that have overcome the odds in life. Some of these people happen to be other lottery winners, and this is one of those interviews with $45 million lotto winner, John Falcon. Now, if you want to watch this interview in its entirety, I will put a link to the YouTube episode in the show notes for this podcast. But without further ado, let's get to the interview. I'm here with John Falcon, who won $45 million from the New York Lotto in 1999. He has an incredible, incredible story. I'm so excited to welcome John Falcon to the program today. How are you doing? I'm good. I am well rested and ready for the interview. So, Excellent. Um, well, I really, really appreciate your time. So for people, for people that aren't familiar, what did you win and, and how did it happen? Wow. Well, okay. Uh, I won the New York State Lottery, so it wasn't Mega Ball or I didn't even think they had Mega Ball or, or Powerball in 1999. I mean, I don't even recall. Uh, but uh, I won the New York State Lottery. And at the time, I was the largest uh, winner ever. And it was $45 million. I took the annuity because I figured if I screwed up one year, I'd still have checks coming in. But uh, when I won, uh, I was 44. So I wasn't really, I was mature enough not to go out and buy a $45 million lollipop. You know? And I also knew that I needed, uh, and I had friends around me who were wealthy and they, they gave me their tax attorneys and they gave me their accountants and they gave me their... Uh, so I was pretty well taken care of um, as far as handling the money is concerned. So then it was a, yeah, well, it was a blissful, um, horrendous, horrible, great, wonderful event. When I first found out that I won, I won actually that Saturday and I uh, was in work. I was at work on Monday. For a few weeks before winning, I would have these dreams about my grandmother uh, who has passed on. And my grandmother was telling me, check up on the lottery numbers, because I had come up with these lottery numbers, which were an amalgamation of uh, addresses where I used to live. And for two and a half years, I was playing the same numbers. But what happens is as things become a, um, a habit, you forget to check. You buy the ticket, but then you forget to check. And so my grandmother was coming into my dreams and saying, you know, idiot, check the check the numbers or check it. She kept on saying this to me. And uh, the day, uh, 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 the Saturday when I won, I had no idea that I had won until Monday. And Monday uh, I was at work. I used to work for this textbook com company and it was in a big, giant office building. And uh, I don't know if you've ever worked in an office building, but I'm sure... Uh, some of your uh, listeners uh, mm -hmm. do or have, and you know that when you get uh, to the uh, to the uh, elevator, that it can be quite a wait. <laughs> so I had put in my elevator time, but my grandmother's voice kept saying to me to go check the lottery. I was just hallucinating, and you know, this is without drugs. This is, you know, I was. But my grandmother was telling me, you know, go check the stupid, go check the. And so, I mean, I had already booted down uh, my computer. I mean, I mean, think 1999, you had to boot down your computer, your computer 
And it was quite a process. And it was even more of a process to boot up your computer back again. Anyway, so I actually uh, took my security card and walked through my little Dilbert world uh, of, um, you know, office cubicles, got to my cubicle, booted up my computer, went on to my Yahoo site uh, where I had a like a little section for lottery and uh, pushed that button and, uh, you know, and then looked at the winning numbers and thought they looked awfully familiar. You know, they just because because they were my old addresses, they were, you know, they were memorized. You know what I mean? So I, uh, and I, you know, I happened to have, I was wearing like a, like a vest fuzzy thing. And I, and I had my ticket in the, behind a zipper and everything it was very well protected. And um, I took out the numbers and put them up against the thing and said, holy crap. And at that moment, my boss, who was always carrying manuscripts and always in a state of hurry and flux and agitation, uh, she was walking by and they said, Lori, Lori, come in. You know, she goes, what? What do you want? Leave me alone. You know, and I said, just come in here. And I said to her, look at the numbers on the screen, which she did. And then I showed her the ticket and she took the ticket out of my hand and looked at the numbers. And uh, she said, John, what are you saying? And I said, well, I think I won the lottery. And uh, I had no idea what to do next, you know. Uh, you know, what do I do? Go to the bodega and ask for my $45 million? I, <laughs> you know. And of course, she being the boss said, call up, get the number for the main lottery office downtown, blah, blah, blah. You know, which is why she was the boss and asked them what it is that you should do. Now, it was around 5.30 and, you know, lottery offices close at 5. So I wasn't expecting anyone to answer, but someone did. And uh, I said, well, you know, I was just wondering, what do I do if I, I have a winning ticket? And he actually said, well, go to the place where you bought it and, and let them know that, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, I think that it's, you know, the big prize, you know. And uh, he asked me where I bought the ticket. And um, I bought the ticket that Saturday. And I had a, a, an appointment with my musical director. And he lives on 7. I'm in New York City, by the way, in case you're for for your listeners who, who don't. Yeah, yeah. He lives on 76th in Amsterdam. And I could, could have sworn, well, that must have been where I bought the ticket. You know, did it. But I had forgotten that I was picking up music, sheet music from my, from my, um, you know, the, the guy who used to write it out by hand, by the way. This is how uh, 1999 we realized, you know, you still had to write things, that music out by hand. So I had gone to his uh, apartment to pick up my music, and that was on 90th and Broadway. And that's where I bought the ticket, even though I really don't recall <laughs> it, buying it there. Um, and the guy who I who I bought the ticket from, you know, had a big picture of me on the window. And uh, I because I, I told the guy 76 in Amsterdam and he said, well, no, that's not where the ticket was bought. And I said, well, and yet I have it in my hands. So there's a five digit number. He asked me to read the five digit number. He said, yes, that was the winning ticket. I said, how many people won? He said, one. And I said, so I won all forty five million dollars. And he says, bring it to the main office. And he gave me the address. Uh, tomorrow, you know, the next day, and uh, which is what I did with a whole group of friends. And we all waited online behind uh, mothers with breastfeeding their children and smelly old men and all that. <laughs> that was that was how I found out. It was at my um, 
my textbook job, um, a computer inputting job. Yes. Wow. Oh my gosh. That, that is incredible. And I, I want to ask some questions, more questions about your dream, the, the dream that you had prior to winning. But before I get to that, when you first saw that you, that the numbers did match before you called them on the phone, I mean, how did that feel? At, um, numb. Uh, everyone asks the question, you know, oh, did you jump up and down? You do this and that. And no, it was really just, and there was still non-belief, you know, like, did my parents live at 1539 really? Or was it 1538? There was still something that just, it's, it's such an unbelievable position to be put in that I was just numb. I just had really no thoughts in my head. And that evening, I was supposed to meet two friends of mine uh, at an off-Broadway theater all the way downtown. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I actually walked to my friend's house, who uh, didn't live far from my office, and uh, uh, scared her new, she, has, she had a brand new maid, and scared her half to death, you know, <laughs> that's just a poor thing. And so then I figured, well, let me just walk down to East 3rd. I mean, now I'm on East. I was on East 35th, and I was going to walk down to East 3rd. If you know anything about New York, that's quite a walk. Mm-hmm. And um, I did it. I just walked in a daze. Just, uh, I knew enough to go into a, a newsstand or something to get a copy of the winning numbers. Because mm-hmm. I knew I would need that to show, to, to let my two friends know why we were not going to the theater. Because there's no way I was going to be able to sit still for two and a half hours. And I think it was a deconstructed, like, streetcar named Desire. No way. No, no, no. <laughs> Maybe if it was Mame or something, but, you know, a deconstructed uh, streetcar named Desire. I don't know. And um, so I got it. I did have the, the, the wherewithal to get a, a ticket with the winning numbers. And I just continued walking and uh, finally got there. And uh, there was my friend, uh, you know, waiting outside with the tickets in her hand and uh, we were waiting for another friend, and I went. I walked up to her and I said, "Thayer, we're not going to the theater. I'm sorry that, uh, you know. Luckily, I just won the lottery. I will pay for the ticket, you know, for the tickets, you know." And she goes, "What do you mean?" Yada yada yada. Woman used to getting her own way, and I knew that there was a bodega on the corner, so I said, "Well, come follow me," <laughs> you know. And I said, "But whatever you do." Just be sort of voce. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't scream, yell, don't, don't do anything. Because who knows, you know, especially in 1999, who, who knows who's hanging around the bodega. Mm-hmm. So uh, we went to the where he, where they had of all the numbers, the winning numbers, and I pointed to the to the winning numbers, and I said, look at that. I took out my card, my little thing from the thing, and I went and look at these. And she says, again, what are you saying? And I says, I won the lottery. And in uh, the loudest voice possible, you know, she went, you won the lottery? (laughs) I mean, it was like, you know, I felt like I was in the middle of like West Side Story. The sharks were here and, you know, we were in the middle. We were going to the jets, you know, they were doing numbers. They were doing dance numbers around us, you know. (laughs) Okay, okay, let's get out of here now. Let's just do it because everyone just. Everyone's head just perked up, and and uh, and 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 we we left the bodega, and we finally see our second friend who had, who, who who was arriving, and she says, "Let me tell her," and she runs over to go tell her the whole um, story, and it was so um, 
it was so easy. I thought they would put up more of a fight, you know, or, you know, say, oh, this is not true. And da, 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 da. Uh, they, it was so easy. We didn't go to the theater. We, we found a bar, you know, and we went in and we had a drink and they called their husbands and their husbands are all lawyers and accountants mm. and things like that. So mm. it, was, it was all beneficial to me. And uh, we all met, uh, uh, my two friends and I met the next morning. Uh, I met one of my friends at the 86th Street train station. So I just won $45 million. Think about this. We took the train. I mean, (laughs) and then uh, we took the train and my friend who lives in the 30s, she, she, we told her we'd be at the last car and she went on to the, um, she met us in the 30th Street station and, um, God and so we all met each other and we went by train to the to the lottery office, which I find absurd. I just won the lottery. You think someone could have sprung sprung on a cab, but we took the train. <laughs> where, where where was the ticket when you were on this train ride? Well, you know what? I have this. Uh, I had this. Um, it's like a vest. You know, it's like one of the one. You know these vests. It's it's mm-hmm. a it's a vest, but it's for warmth. And, uh, you know, I used to wear it because um, uh, I used to wear it. What can I say? I used to wear it and then I'd wear a jacket over it. And it looked kind of cool. And it had a zipper pocket. And so all that time, the, the ticket was in my zippered pocket of this vest. <laughs> and uh, wow. we, get, uh, we get down to the, to, the, um, to the main lottery office, which is all the way downtown, I mean, a part of downtown I haven't explored, you know, even even today. <laughs> and um, uh, we got on the line, and and as I said, there was this big long line, and I'm standing there with my ticket, and and there's a you know a family of fifteen, and she's breastfeeding, but and behind me was a man who. Um, did not have the best cologne on. <laughs> the cologne had gone a little rancid. <laughs> we'll just call it cologne. And uh, uh, and then when I got to finally got to the window, you know, I gave you know, there was a a guy sitting there just all gray and like in a in a shirt that had been laundered too many times, you know. And I gave him my ticket, and he goes, "Congratulations, wait here." And he took the ticket to the back. And, and Judy, oh, I don't want to say their names, but my two friends uh, just went, where's he going with that ticket? You know? <laughs> uh, and then they took me back. And it, it turns out that the, uh, the um, head at the time, I, I don't think she's, head, she's there any longer, but the head of the lottery uh, in New York State uh, was on vacation. And mm-hmm. they wanted to have a press conference. So they asked me to wait for two weeks until she got back from her vacation before they gave me the check. Now, of course, I'm smart enough to go, give me the check, and then we'll wait. (laughs) But for two weeks, I was the poorest little rich boy in New York because I never went back to work. I just never went back. I told all my friends, divvy up my stuff. I just want my CDs, you know? (laughs) Wow. Was that what did that feel like to wait two weeks before they paid the the lottery winnings? If you ask how it feels like it felt like nothing because it mm. 
it, it never, um, I was like, I couldn't sleep, you know, I couldn't eat. I was so nice and thin then. I couldn't uh, eat or sleep. And it was just, it was just, it, it was more like a, I'm not going to say trauma because that's too, but, but it was more internal, you know, there was, you know, I didn't tell my parents until the day before the press conference. And that was two weeks away. So I hadn't told the first person I told was uh, I used to have a shop and I had a bookkeeper. And so the first person I told was my bookkeeper because I knew that I was going to need someone to keep track of this because there was no way that, um, and she was actually the first one uh, and the only, that's not, she, not, she wasn't the only one because of course, obviously my two friends knew and, uh, and I told some other uh, friends and I had a friend who passed away recently who was a, a jazz one of the great jazz uh, orchestrators, Cy Johnson, and he uh, he just passed away. But uh, he happened to be walking uh, down my street, walking his dog, as I was coming home, and you know I I told him right there. I you know, just like he said, "How are you, John?" And I was like, "I won the lottery," and he, <laughs> you know, and so people don't know, you know. <laughs> Do they back away? You know, stay where you are. Don't. Uh, but he kind of also just kind of believed me, like right off the bat, kind of thing. And he took a picture of me that day, and and his wife, and look, uh, since he passed away, looking through his things, found the picture and gave it to me uh, of that very first um, encounter with um, my uh, event. <laughs> wow. Did did you have the option of claiming it anonymously, or or did it have to be public? You know, I have to say, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even um, it didn't even occur to me uh, for those two. As you as you asked, uh, you know, what were those two weeks like? I mean, there was one point where I was walking by. I was on Fifth Avenue or something, and I was walking by this, you know, the, I don't know the shop or whatever. And it, you know, all of a sudden, I just got like dizzy because. I thought, oh, my God, I can pay for my niece and nephew's education. You know, there were just so many things I could do with this money that could help my family. Uh, there, And they were, you know, they were in high school, not even high school at the time. They were probably in. Uh, and, um, you know, that just made me dizzy. I had to find some place to sit down and have a cup of coffee. So, I mean, I, I, I spent that two weeks, you know, sleepless. Uh, and and befuddled, <laughs> and I remember uh, I there was an acquaintance. I met this girl on the street who we both went to the same singing class, and it was like late at night. I was coming home from I don't know where <laughs> I was coming home, but uh, I was coming home and and we saw each other and to go. Like, oh, what are you doing this neighborhood? And I went. I won the lottery. And she kind of went, what? I was, yeah, I won the lottery. And she kind of was like backing away. Like she was, oh God, at any minute I might get violent. <laughs> you know, so, so um, and a lot of stuff happened like that in that two week period. And um, then the day came, the, the day came for the, um, for the um, um, press conference. But they, it was at the, the advertising company. And, um, uh, um, uh, the people in charge, and I brought a group with me, like my the two friends and their husbands came, and then I had other friends who came and all this stuff. 
So I had a whole little entourage with me just to hold me up because I still wasn't sleeping. And as you can see, I wasn't sleeping then either. You know, so it's like, and um, the people um, in charge, you know, at the at the advertising agency, said to me not to expect too much because they'll probably just put this on page eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. But it probably won't won't be anything more than that. But they didn't realize, of course, they were speaking to a performer. <laughs> and so I took over the room and uh, everyone was made, you know, making reporters laugh is not easy, but I did it. And I mean, that's on, I mean, I don't You said you saw the commercial and I think that, uh, you know, I do have film of, of all of that. And um, the next day, uh, after, after the, um, the interview, whatever you want to call it, after the uh, press conference, mm -hmm. and after we ate wherever we ate, I don't know where, um, the next day, I mean, I went home, tried to sleep, couldn't sleep, was still bedraggled as far as sleep is concerned. I went downstairs, uh, you know, pre-Nespresso, I went downstairs <laughs> to my local newsstand, and there I was on the cover of the Daily News and the Post, surrounding his whole newsstand on the cover and on the cover yes i was on i was on uh, i was on the cover of the post and uh, and and the daily news but the post kind of liked me and they did two stories on me so i was on the cover of the post twice Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lottery, Dreams, and Fortune. My name is Timothy Schultz. I am so grateful for you for listening. Now, if you want to watch this podcast on YouTube, I will put a link to the playlist for this podcast below, as well as a link to this specific video. Let me know in the comments below the video what you think of this interview. I love checking out your comments. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now, let's get back to the episode. And uh, also, there was an article done on me in, in the New Yorker magazine, which they then used in a, in a, in a like an anthology book called uh, The Gilded Age, The New Gilded Age. And my story was in there, right, right with Martha Stewart and all of that. And, um, uh, but that day when I went down just to get a cup of coffee and people were pushing me aside so that they could get a thing of the newspaper, not realizing they're pushing aside the person who's on the cover. Uh, was sort of surrealistic. Mm -hmm. And um, that night, uh, my friend uh, were taking me to a steakhouse. And it was downtown, and I used to live in the upper 80s. And so I was walking down Park Avenue, and Park Avenue at that time used to have all these newspaper kiosks. And in front of all these newspaper kiosks was my, <laughs> it's my face. So that was, and you know, and it was a, it was a, it was a part in you know, 1999. I mean, we didn't have, you know, the benefit of an iPhone. I mean, you didn't, you didn't have this, this camera right, at, you know, ready. You know, in order to take a picture, you had to go get the disposable Instamatic, and you know, and take pictures. Or if you had a cute one of those cute Sony Casio things, you know, whatever. I, I did not have either of those, and so there was no way for me. To, I would. Would love to have taken pictures of that experience, you know, walking down Park Avenue and just every other kiosk. Uh, not every other kiosk. Every kiosk had uh, my pictures uh, on them for that one day, you know. <laughs> wow, that had to been had to have been extremely surreal. I'm gonna yeah, the whole the whole 
20 years has been surreal, but yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I've only got three more checks coming, so I, you know, I, may, I may need a job. So, <laughs> so, so in, in retrospect, do you still approve of the, are you happy that you took the annuity rather than the, the cash oh, option? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Especially uh, since, let's not forget that uh, I won it in, in 99 and in 2001, 2003 was the, um, the uh, what do you call it, the internet, pet.com, all those things crashed. Uh, what do you call that? The, um, oh, uh, uh, what, was, what was that? What would you call that? All the tech so companies. Y- Y2K or something like that? It wasn't Y2K. Y2K was, was bold. Oh. Nothing happened. Oh. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's just that the stock market crashed in the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at the beginning of the 2000s, and it was because of all of these uh, overpriced um, um, uh, internet um, sites. I mean, pet.com mm-hmm. is like the one that sticks in my head, but there's there's like there was hundreds of them that just all – where uh, they they said there was liquidity, but there was no liquidity, and therefore, and imagine if I had taken if I had gotten all the money and I had put it into, you know, stocks, you know, especially and I was I was younger then, and I was working on computers and much more of the techie. I probably would have done. I would have probably have done tech stocks, but I didn't. So, <laughs> yeah, and uh, an eight happened, and I read the story about the guy. The guy that wrote an article, they write, they made a movie out of him about him, that he was predicting this fall to happen because of the uh, the bad mortgages that were being sold in 2006 and 2007. And I had bought a couple of things. I actually had Apple. <laughs> and, I, and, and when he said that, it made perfectly good sense to me. And I sold everything. I sold it all. I could have held on to it a little bit longer, but I sold it all. And I was I was relieved when Lever Brothers closed, you know, in London. You know, I was like, oh yes, he was right. Thank God, I didn't just, you know, and I didn't lose a penny. So, hmm. well, that's that's wonderful. When you so after you won and you received all this publicity, initially, did did people come out of the woodwork or or how was yeah. that for you? Woodwork. They came out of the. <laughs> <laughs> out of my couch they, they, there are people in my closet okay woodward geez it was uh yeah uh but you know you, you learn how to say no there's just so many um and of course uh, you know uh, people with you know diseased children and i have this disease and blah, 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 blah. and uh which is why i never use uh, uh there's a i have a website i have a an email address that I never use anymore because of that. Because hmm. uh, every so often I still get something. Hmm. And, um, uh, you know, the, one of the most important for future lottery winners, uh, one of the most important words uh, you can learn is no. <laughs> and, uh, and only say yes to your meet your mommy daddy sister brother but i mean the aunts and the uncles and the cousins and the this and the that it's a no no just have to yeah and charity and charities because charities are another you know can be another source of just sucking your income mm. so i mean i'm not saying don't give to charity i'm just saying pick the charities you want to give to and then no to everyone else you've picked out your charities you picked out your these are who i give to and everyone everything else is no 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've also dealt with a lot of that over over the years and completely empathize. Uh, was that was that a learning curve to to say no, or did that come? Naturally? I'm a New Yorker, so yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm a New Yorker. I know how to say no, <laughs> so that's not a. Uh, and plus, I was in uh, when I won the. Um, uh, I think I, I don't know if I mentioned. I think I did, but I, I, when I won, I was 44. Hmm. So uh, I had I had uh, there was a certain amount of maturity, and uh, instead of you know, running out and buying that, I don't know, $44 million lollipop. I knew enough to just not spend anything until I, you know, I mean, I spent obviously on food and bought some clothes, you know. <laughs> and actually that's, that was the, the moment where I actually felt that I had won was when I went to uh, Bloomingdale's and bought 10 pair of Calvin Klein underwear at once. <laughs> And I just went home and went, wow, I have, wow, this is like money now. <laughs> 10 pair of Calvin Klein underwear. <laughs> what, what, was the fir- what was the first thing that you bought? Well, I always ask this, and, it's, and it's, this is the true statement. The first thing I bought was milk. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, the, the, the necessities are still there, aren't they? And uh, so... Um, uh, you know, the first thing I did was go bro- grocery shopping. That wasn't. It, I think the, you're asking me what what was the largest purchase that yeah. I, I bought. Yeah. What what was the the largest? Or do you, are there is there anything extravagant or anything that? Well, it, 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 I you have to u- get used to having money, right? Because uh, I did take a few trips, but I went coach, mm-hmm. and I did take. Uh, you know, I did stay at some hotels, but they weren't like the best hotels. And it wasn't until uh, I, I had just gone to uh, uh, Key West and then we drove to Miami with a friend of mine. And then I met my sister and, and my nephew and I put them up in a hotel and all this stuff. And we had this great time there. And as I was going home from that trip, coach, I realized, you know, I could probably afford first class. <laughs> you know? But it took a it took a while for me to it took a little bit for me to get to the wait a minute I could do this a little better and ever since you know uh, that was the moment that the that thought came into my head but since then uh, I wish it would leave my head now <laughs> because I've only got three more checks <laughs> mm. but that summer I did take a four month. Uh, t- tour of uh, Europe and hmm. and I did go first class and I did go to great hotels and I did go to and just had a a, a real blast. Oh, I bet. Uh, how, how did that yeah. feel? How did that feel to to be able to afford that all of a sudden? It felt, well, it felt great. I mean, by that time I was getting used to having the money and I was getting used to having you know this certain amount plopped down. Uh, I had gotten a, a Friends of mine have got me a tax attorney. They got me, um, uh, I got a, an accountant uh, who passed away recently. I, and, and, and my tax attorney also passed away recently because they were old when I met them. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> they passed away. And so they, they've left me here. Really, I feel like a motherless child. So I, uh-huh. because I'm like, now I'm out here like, you know, wading through the, <laughs> the murk and the mire all by myself, although I have a new 
lawyers and I have new uh, accountants and all of that. But they, there was nothing like, um, uh, I mean, his name wasn't Bernie, but I don't want to say his real name. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, they, they, they just knew, uh, you know, they were old enough to know how to just get around the block uh, in a quicker manner. <laughs> If, if you know what I mean, whereas oh, my new, my younger accountants now are very you know by the book, and da, 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 da. I shouldn't say that at all. Now I'm going to get audited. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully not. Well, not now because yeah. it's, uh, they've been dead for a few years. So I want to I want to ask you about your experience with these dreams. I believe it was two dreams, but it was at least one with your grandmother prior to winning the lottery? What, it was what? more than one dream. Mm-hmm. It was uh, a series of dreams that uh, I think, uh, well, you know, depending on what we believe and not believe in, but I think that uh, she was, she knew it was going to happen. Um, and, you know, my grandmother sitting right, you know, whoever you believe in, she's sitting right next to him, feeding him, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and telling him what, what it is she needs uh, in heaven, uh, if we believe in that. And uh, But for two weeks uh, before, I started to have um, uh, these dreams, these very vivid dreams about my grandmother and her just yelling at me about how I'm buying the ticket, but because you, know, you, you get into a habit. I came up with these numbers, as I said before, which was an amalgamation of my addre- old addresses. And so uh, they sounded good to me, and I played them for two and a half years. And I would only buy two tickets at a time. So I would p- play those numbers, and then I, then I would make up another thing. So I only, pay, I only played like $2, $2 uh, a week. But I had become lax in checking the numbers, you know, and making, you know. And so uh, f- about, about two weeks before, I started to dream of my grandmother, and she was yelling, "Look at the numbers! Look at the numbers!" Was was what she was saying. Um, that there was a lot of little stuff that happened beforehand, and I'm not going to claim that there's some sort of clairvoyance or some sort of uh, magic around anything. But it just when I look back at it, you know, because I was I also went to New Orleans that uh, September. Uh, and uh, I was staying in in Treme, which about, at that time was a you know it was a a lovely black neighborhood, and they had a hotel, and I I stayed there, and got along with everyone. No one, nothing was thing was bad. But at one one morning, I was going to a Bayou tour, hmm. and as I was walking, uh, you know, towards the uh, Mississippi, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, this old black woman was setting up a table of knickknacks and things. And, um, and one of the things she had was this bone and it, you know, I was fascinated by this bone and, uh, and, uh, we were talking and all this stuff. And, uh, as you can see, um, uh, it's hard to shut me up and, and, uh, and also I can make people laugh without them even knowing they're about to laugh, you know, and all of so she and I laughed and, da, 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 and then I said to her, I don't have money for this, but I do love it, but I have to go and I'm going to do it. Da, 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 da. Well, I went and had my lovely tour of the bayou and whatever and, you know, ate and did my New Orleans thing. And I was coming home because um, 
because I got up early that day to go on the Bayou tour. So I was like really tired by 10 or whatever, even though they were, never mind. And uh, so <laughs> we're, <laughs> uh, I'm walking home and I see her and she's packing up. And so I went up to her and I said, how did you do today? And she says, yeah, you know, in a very Southern accent, and just the wrong kind of accent. I'm just going to, she said, oh, it's the same as every day. You know, I make a little bit, just enough to get, you know, buy, make it worth it. Da, da, da. And she says, she said to me, you were the best thing that happened to me all day. So I'm going to give you this bone. And I said, oh, no, I don't want you to do that. You know, uh, you know, I'll, and I looked in my thing. I had like three, three or four dollars. And I tried to give it to her and said, no, you keep your money. Said, no, no, this bone is going to bring you luck. And a month later, I won the lottery. So between my grandmother and this lovely old woman who I met in uh, New Orleans, uh, there was just these two things that I still have the bone. I don't know. No one knows what kind of bone it is. Someone thinks it's an animal bone and other people think it's this. But it's it's hanging in my bathroom of all places. Yeah. Oh, I'll bring the bone. Do you want? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yes. So here is the bone that the wonderful old lady um, gave to me. Oh my gosh. Yes. That is huge. Exactly. I didn't know what it was, but wow. she she had this bone. And I picked it up and, 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 you know, and, and she only wanted $10, you know, but this was before the lottery. So $10 was probably what I was going to use to eat, you know? Yeah. And so I couldn't buy for her, but she insisted that, that, um, that, um, I take it. And she said, it's going to bring me good luck. And I think that it probably has in many ways than just the lottery. Hmm. Um, I just don't know it. And did you ever see the lady again? Well, I mean, I was visiting New Orleans. I, I do, I do um, have friends there now. Um, uh, and so, I mean, I spent New Year's there last year, I think, or maybe the year before. Who knows? Uh, so it all runs into it. <laughs> I, I was just I was curious if you, if you had met her again after, yeah. after the lottery win. Well, uh, I did... Uh, Throughout my travels that I was worth doing, I did meet some people who were based in New Orleans, as well as a friend of mine who I knew in New York when I was working at a museum store here. And she moved back to her hometown of New Orleans. So I have had reason to go to New Orleans. And I did try to, uh, I did walk up that street, but there was, uh, there was no one there. What about the, the voice that you heard on the when you were waiting for the elevator, you you. Well, that was that, my grandmother. <laughs> yeah, you, so was that? Did was it? Did you hear it like you like we're hearing each other right now? And and was it had, had that like what was that like? Yeah, it's more like imagination, you know. Like right now, if you wanted to, you know, I don't I don't know what your family situation is, but if you if you wanted to hear a voice in your head, it, it would just come into your head. Um. And that's what it was like. It was just, just. It, it was more a, a compelling, a compelling me to go back to my um, 
to my desk and turn and boot up my computer, which I find so funny. Uh, you know, because and that was like a big deal. Don't forget to boot down your computers. They used to say, boot them, you know, or whatever. We were going to lose all all the textbooks in America. And, <laughs> And I was actually working for the literature department, English, you know, and so it was, it was fascinating because I read all these uh, books, you know, by osmosis, not not because I was reading these books, but because I was uh, I was the liaison between the editors and the art department. So, hmm. Hmm. Um, wow, uh, that's yeah. that's amazing. Had had anything like that ever? I mean, not winning the lottery, but any dreams or. Um, voices or anything that then came to be had, had anything like that happened before well i mean interesting question um i mean i would i would say yes there there were uh times when um uh, yes and no i mean it's hard to you know you can always uh, hindsight is 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 2020 so they say but it it, it also is um, you make it how you want it to be. You know, now that now that you are looking back at things, you can say, "Oh wow, that was." You know, uh, so um, I, I would say that I've been lucky in a few ways, uh, and uh, and can attribute that to to I don't know who's ever looking out for me or whatever you believe in. And have you had luck in your life beyond? beyond the lottery um well i think that's pretty damn much <laughs> i mean that's, yeah I mean, I'm sort of, well i'll let you know in three <laughs> years when my last my last check comes <laughs> i mean now though um uh covid uh, uh, you know, uh you know everyone asks about my singing and what did i do after I won the money, you know, did you do a show? Did you do this? Uh, there was a, a young gentleman from Philadelphia who wanted to do um, a documentary of me based on the article that was written uh, in the New Yorker magazine. And uh, so he came and, and he got, he says he has funding and he had all this and he had all that. And, you know, he had like $3.50. So I want to... Mm putting in, you know, once you put all that time in, then you, it's, it's hard not to uh, see it through. So uh, they made a documentary and we got into quite a few film festivals. The, the biggest one was the Melbourne Film Festival and they flew us to Melbourne to do a, a Q&A. Wow. And, uh, and, and, and yeah. the, na the name of the documentary? Well, you're not going to find it because no one bought it and I'll, I'll tell you why. But the name of the documentary is One Man Show. And I have a copy of it here. And I have to figure out how to put it on the computer. I don't, I don't know how to do that. But uh, I'm sure it's easier than, than that. But uh, uh, we, did, we did Cinequest, uh, which is a film festival on the West Coast. Uh, we did um, Melbourne. We did the Berlin Gay and Lesbian Festival. Uh, Philadelphia gay and lesbian, New York gay and lesbian. Uh, there was a Miami thing. There was a Latino thing because I'm Latino as well. I mean, we did about, you know, anywhere from 12 to 14 film festivals. Uh, and HBO had it for the longest time. They were interested. But they turned it down because 
I sing and I and the songs that I sang in the movie, they would have to pay so much money to use mm. in a commercial way uh, mm. that they didn't want to spend that money on uh, on the thing. And and uh, the movie sold out in all of the. Um, film festivals, but uh, no one wanted to take on the expense of the, of the music. Hmm. Was the wow. so we were almost there. And, we, and then we, we cut the film to try to take out, but you know, the, the show, the show that I did, uh, we, uh, they had me do a show, by the way, which was a four day show. And we did it at theater three, which is on 43rd street. And they had just had a big play there with a, a relatively well-known Broadway actress who's on Broadway right now. And her dressing room was a mess. <laughs> there was stuff in there that I didn't even want to know existed. <laughs> and um, we were at the show after we were there for four nights and again, sold out and uh, well, sold out in charge for anything. And, um, and that was all for the movie. So we had, I think, five cameras or something that were filming me perform this uh, hmm. show. Yes, wow. I've got where we are now. Oh, that was, well, that, that yeah. was just the beginning of the first few years. <laughs> wow. And, and you're also a musician, and I want to ask about that. But I'm curious, how did the winning the lottery, did that pave a way for allow more freedom to pursue your dreams and, and, or how did that affect you? Pursuing well, there your you dreams? go. It, the, there's the question um, that I was going to answer. Um, what, you know, you have to think, you know, if here I am now with um, more money than most, and uh, I was nicely traveled before, but not well traveled, you know, mm. And so um, that first trip I told you about for four months, that, uh, that just whet my appetite to travel more. And so you have to, um, do I stay at home and exercise and work with my musical director and, 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 and get the voice, you know, to recording strength and da-da-da-da and... Uh, or do I go to Rome and buy shoes? And I'm sorry, but shoes won every time. <laughs> and the, the interesting thing is that uh, COVID, uh, uh, when I was, I, was um, I had a, an apartment in Miami, I just sold it. But um, I had flown from Miami on March 10th, 2020. Uh, because on March 13th, I was going to go to Valencia, Spain to go see a festival called Las Fayas, which, by the way, if you've never done this, you look like a, you would, this is a festival out of, it's just, just nuts, crazy, wonderful, glorious, loud, amazing festival. And it's called Las Fayas. And I was, I've already done it three times and I want to do it at least one more time. Mm -hmm. And so that I was on my way there. And then, of course, the current president at the time um, uh, had announced that he was closing the borders of uh, Europe, hmm. uh, not to Americans, but I, it was so fluid. I figured I didn't want to get stuck 
you know, in Europe, I'd rather be stuck, you know, in my home, you know, if I'm going to, which is exactly what happened. Um, I can't, I canceled everything and um, I didn't get my money back I'm, for the, for, for the, for the Airbnb or the, <laughs> yeah. anyway, different conversation and, uh, or, or, or Lufthansa, but um, that started nine months of my self-isolation and the first three weeks were great all i did was watch uh you know streaming shows and order chinese food until that got really boring and then uh, i realized uh, i started to look you know through my work through my computer and i i caught upon this song called better days which was written by um a fr uh, not even a friend we were acquaintances but uh, it was written by this uh, gentleman in the uh, late 80s about the AIDS crisis. Hmm. And he passed away from AIDS in the early 90s. Hmm. But the song, uh, when I, you know, somehow I just happened to pick that song to listen to, was so apropos to what was happening with COVID hmm. uh, that uh, I called up my musical director and said, we need to make a music video out of this. And... Um, uh, and he was, I guess, as bored as I was. And as long as we wore masks and there was nobody on the streets of New York, let's go film the, the streets of New York. And that's what we did. And we actually made um, a music video. And I told a friend in London and he also made a musical, a, 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 a music video out of Better Days, but with London. So that's currently on my TikTok. And is that's already at 23,000 views so it's like we we will put a link but, to if if you want we could put a link to it below but it's up it's I up would love me. I would love that and okay. also uh, to the YouTube page and I also did um the, from the spark of the of that uh, of that music video of better days of, of of his name is Brian Lasser I mean this is like no but his music was destined to be forgotten though, because he, he passed away in the 90s. And uh, I then listened to my other old recordings. So, and I decided to do a, a vinyl. And I did a vinyl uh, all the way, uh, I think the, the oldest song is from 1996. And the youngest song is like probably 2013 or something. And I just picked 13 songs because I was born on June 13th. And so 13 is a lucky number for me. And so I picked 13 songs and we actually created a vinyl. We, we did a vinyl album and, and we're working on a second album now. And all of that sprang from just being creative, uh, being sick of Chinese food, being sick of streaming television and just starting to become creative again. Um, uh, can I get it? Can I go get my album and show it? Or are you going to? Yeah, yeah, to, please. Yeah, please. That'd be show? good. And this album came through. <laughs> Decades. Yeah. John Falcon. Wow. The music so, of a lifetime. We can put a link to that below. Is there a place where people can can buy that well, or purchase that it, or yeah, listen to that? Yeah. Uh, it's on Spotify. It's on. It's on. It's on iTunes. Uh, it's on. Uh, it's on YouTube Music. It's on. Basically all platforms, um, uh, but you, you can't buy the vinyl on those things. I'm now working on a, a space uh, 
where I can sell the records like, oh, look, it's nice and non-blurry now for some reason. <laughs> yes. Look, me at like six. <laughs> wow. Six-year-old John Falcon on the cover of the book. 19, right 19. And here's my 30s. And oh. here is a few years ago. Wow. But for some reason, it's not going out of the thing. And then, of course, the back has... Uh, me um, uh, escorting my partner to jump out of an airplane. No, I did not jump out of an airplane. But the photograph is cool. <laughs> yeah. And and at the back of it, uh, and here's this. I wonder if you're... Oh, well, we'll... Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put a link to it below in the description, in the description of this interview. If someone were to win... 45 million tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What, what, what advice do you have for them? Well, um, lately, I don't know if you've noticed, and I don't know uh, if you had that option when you won, because you won quite a bit of money. Uh, um, but uh, I haven't noticed the option for annuity hmm. um, lately. Because every you know when the, when the thing goes to one billion, I figure listen, I could spend ten dollars, you know. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, so well, I do plan, and I never see the option. I don't see the option for um, you know um, annuity or. Um, well, it, in in most lotteries in the United States, at least there is there is the option of annuity or or the cash. And the prize that we see, like if you see a billion dollars. And that's the sticker prize. Then that's that's the annuity. What do you mean? That's the annuity. Oh well. So, I mean, if if you see, it says forty five million. You know, so let's say theoretically the Powerball is up to forty five million, and that's what it says. Then if you win that, then you've won forty five million with the annuity, or you could take half of it with cash right away. I mean. Before taxes, of course. Yeah, but they used to have it on the paper. Like, I remember there was a choice. I had cash or I had annuity. And I purposely put annuity because I figured, knowing me, I mean, I was going to do something stupid, you know, put all my money into pet.com, you know? <laughs> and and, uh, and so I marked annuity. What I've noticed lately, though, is they they don't give you that option. Are they letting you get that option after you win? After you redeem the ticket, then you have then you have the option of the annuity and the. That's yes. oh, all right. Well, that that makes me feel better. So when I win the billion dollars, can you can? When did you win your money? Uh, it was 1999 as well. So really, yeah, February okay. February of nineteen ninety nine. So what? How how have you invested your money? Obviously, you started a podcast. I <laughs> yeah. Well, I've I've always had people working with me that knew a lot more than I did that, you know, had a track record and experience and financial Mm -hmm. advisors that were, had experience doing that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot over the years with that, but I, by no means, especially when I won at age 21, had, had no idea. You were 21. 21 as a gas station. Oh, a gas station attendant. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Yeah. Gas station clerk. So, so you tell me what was the first thing you bought? Because oh, 21 is much different than 44. Yeah, so. yeah. It was a, 
it was the latest greatest video game system because that I was where my mindset was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what that's exactly what I meant. I, I, I was 44. Believe me, video games, the latest was not it, it wasn't even into in my head. Um, uh, you should have called me. I would have. <laughs> what was the first thing? You, did you get yourself a good accountant, a good uh, tax attorney? Then? Yeah, before before even turning in the ticket, I get sought help with that sort of thing because I had no idea what to do. And wow, just, good for you for that. Because twenty one is twenty one is beautiful, but twenty one is stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. so that, I mean, that's uh, one of the things that saved me. I think was the mm-hmm. fact that I was forty four, had already had like three or four businesses and. You know, hmm working and all that so uh, i wasn't in a rush to to buy anything and i figured the the first thing i would need to buy would be a, you know a place to live and that's this i guess uh, this apartment which i bought in 2002 uh was uh, my first uh, giant pur- purchase the uh, great thing about it is that i bought it at a time uh not a great thing i mean it's uh, you, you know we all try to make um uh, lemonade out of lemons, and um, uh, 9-11 had just happened, and no one was buying apartments in towers. So I really got an, an amazing price on this apartment, and it's worth um, quite a bit um, um, you know, now. And I'm actually thinking, you know, since I only have three years left, that I should, I should rent it, because apartments rent in this building, this, especially this line, because we have... Um, it's wall it's wall to wall windows overlooking the Chrysler Building, uh, the UN, the East River. You know, it's it's, it's quite uh, this line is quite uh, sought after, and uh, um, uh, in asking about how much people are renting in my line, it's about sixteen thousand to eighteen thousand, depending on how high you are. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, uh, so I was thinking, well. You know, my monthly nut. I figured it all out. Actually, it was my partner who figured it all out because he's a law. He's studying law, and he figured it out. And he said, "Well, you know, with if you take your you take your your property taxes and amortize them over twelve months, and you this that and the other thing, and your common charges, it it comes out to about eight thousand dollars, which means that's another eight thousand. If I rent it for six that sixteen thousand, that's eight thousand dollars a month." That's uh, free for me, kind of, hmm. after expenses. So anyway, we're, we're thinking of doing that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah, very, very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, so we don't have tons of, we are running kind of short on time, but I have a couple of questions that I, I do want to try to get in here. Um, one is, in, in addition to the financial advisors seeking that, is there any other advice that you'd give to someone, generally speaking, that, that wins a mass amount of money through a lottery? Well, I think um, I've already stated uh, that the most important word you can uh, uh, use is no, because everyone. Uh, um, and I think you got to you have to get to know your money. Uh, in other words, you, you have to understand that. Um, if you have, uh, first of all, I took the annuity, yeah. So already half of it is gone. 
if I had taken the lump sum, I would have only gotten nine million dollars. If I taken at the time, and if I if but by taking the annuity, I'm getting twenty two and a half million dollars. Right, the rest is going to taxes. They just take it out, and then it never seems to be enough. Okay, I'm breathing too much air. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> it's a, I always owe, even though they take hundred, as you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars out of it. And um, um, but you need to just uh, the best thing you can do is to just leave it in a bank somewhere and figure out what it is your next huge want is. And usually for most people, the next huge want is a place to live. And um, I think that um, before buying the latest gaming thing, which I'm sure didn't cost that much, cost that much money for what you want, but instead of doing that is, is to just sit on it and, and just and think, what is it do I need now? Mom needs a new house or, or you know, I mean, you know, or I need someplace to live or uh, and I think that's the biggest expense is, is, is and don't go nuts. Don't because houses are, uh, are going to be your biggest, um, you know, houses. Houses and car and jewelry are going to be your biggest expense, you know. So go go with the house first. Go with some place to live, uh, and then um, and then let it sit because you're going to need a couch and you're going to need a you're going to need to then outfit the the house, and uh, and don't go nuts there either. You can buy beautiful things without having to. But I, I think that the the best thing is to just get used to the money first before you start spending humongous amounts of uh, money. I actually lived in the apartment that I, in the, in the four floor walk up that I, I was living in on 86, on 80, sorry, 82nd between first and second. Hmm. I lived there for about six months before I finally rented an apartment um, uh, in a friend's building, uh, he let, he says, you know, John, I have these three apartments. I'll, I'll arrange it, you know. Blah, blah, blah. And so I rented this very lovely apartment on 54th of Sutton. And this building was being built. And then when this building, uh, uh, after 9-11, uh, no one was buying in this building because this building's 90 stories. So nobody was buying here. So I got this apartment for for a song and um, and uh, could possibly sell it for um, an opera, <laughs> so to speak. Wow. Did that answer any questions or did I, did I go on a tangent, you know? <laughs> no, no, it, it, it did. It did. And so we are running kind of short on time here. I, I have questions that we could talk, talk for hours and it would be really interesting, but well, darling, do if this if this is a success, do part two. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, let's do let's let's plan for a part two. But for yes. t- for today, is there anything else that you wanted to say today that I just don't know enough to ask, or that you just wanted to say today? Well, I mean, right now, my biggest um, what's taking up my time, what's taking up my interest, is my music, and so uh, also I'm working on a movie short a movie short <laughs> mm. because i came up with this idea and so um, um i'm actually following through with it i mean you can 
Oh, like somehow... a, short, a short narrative film? No, it's going to be so, sort of... Um, I don't want to say too much because it's, it's uh, making it out of... Um, it, well, it's, it's almost like a... Wow, like a collage of other um, images. Hmm. And so I don't want to say too much about what it's it's about but it does use my music it does use my music from my album decades a lifetime of music <laughs> which we will put a link to that below <laughs> yeah i mean um uh, uh i have uh, i can send you my um what is it youtube um, page and my tiktok address is that what you yeah yeah we'd want? love to love to link to that link to that below Absolutely. and um and I am working on a second album, and um, so there's the finishing this album, and I designed the cover, by the way. And uh, and the next um, the next album will also have a CD. Uh, people say I should have at least a CD because how many people have uh, turntables? But vinyl's been very popular, so yeah, that's that's the way to do it through vinyl. That's yeah, I wanted a vinyl because I'm a child of the vinyl. You're you're not. You're you're. you're... But I remember going into Tower Records and for hours just looking through, you know, vinyl records, reading the backs, you know, all this stuff. It was, it was a thing to do that's uh, uh, not there any longer. Vinyl, vinyls, there's a, a romantic, it's the same thing with books, isn't it? There's a romanticism to, the, to, the, to, to, to having, to holding a book and there's a romanticism to, uh, you know, uh, reading an album cover, you know, that, you know, oh, look, there's a face. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, actually, so, actually, putting the needle on the record. On the record is mm-hmm. is, um, is yes, and and plus it's a much um, it's it's true what they say it's a much warmer, deeper, uh, fuller sound than a CD is. A CD has a um, and it's only for people who are in the music business. Most people don't even notice, but I mean there is a tinnier. Uh, a little more artificial sound to a CD. Hmm. And um, there you go. Yes. Well, I love the, I love the sound. I love speaking of sounds. I love everything you've had to say today. And I really, really appreciate, like really appreciate your time. Your, Your story is very inspiring and positive and, and I really appreciate you, um, speaking with me today so thank you yes very much. No, it was great fun and um it's interesting that because i uh, you know i was just um interviewed by um the sun in london hmm. and she just wanted you know she just wanted you know blood and guts she just wanted me to be so and she said to me well said, did anything bad happen to you something did something awful tell us about that you know and i you know and i said well, you know, my parents passed away at different times, you know, within the last 20 some odd years, but it would have been much more difficult for me without money. So it's, it's, uh, there is no, the money has cost me, cost me no stress. And that's because I just let it lay there until I decided what my next move is, did a lot of travel, and that's never a waste of money, right? So. Travel is just, you're just opening up your mind and you're discovering new things. I'm wearing kimonos, you know, it's just, uh, yes. 
and uh, yeah. that's about it. I'll, uh, I'll also send you um, via your text, because you've been texting now. Yeah, um, yeah. Via your text, I'll send you some of my songs. Yes, please do. I'd love to. Yeah. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, I'll do that much. like like now. Yeah. <laughs> Before okay. I forget. Okay. Because you know, one thing I have, I'm having a dinner thing tonight too. What time is it? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah four four thirty. Um, That's good. Time. Yeah, good. I have to be there at uh, six by thirty. Okay. Well, I really, really appreciate your time. I wish I had longer today. Yes. Uh, well, I actually would like to ask yeah. you about your experience. That would be interesting as well. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. as someone who won at twenty one. That's we're the we're the total opposite of yeah. of of winning the lottery. I mean, um, mm-hmm. at, yeah. at twenty one, um, uh, you know, what did you do at twenty two? Do you know what I mean? What was your first big purchase? I would love to hear all of that too. One day we should do that. Winning, winning, winning at, a, at an older age and winning at a younger age. Yeah, that would be very that would be very interesting to. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, well, and just one more question for you, just because yeah. just I can. I never know when to stop talking. Oh, yeah. um, do you have? Uh, have you had a lot of people who have had bad experiences? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Um, oh, okay. I mean, everyone. Everyone is different. I've. I mean, it could be that. Well, first of all, I I don't think that almost everyone that wins the lottery has a bad experience. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's black and white. It's mm-hmm. somewhere in, in the gray area for a lot of people. And I, I think you see the horror stories in media, but I also, mm-hmm. I know a lot of, mostly what the people I've met, have, it's been very positive in, in different ways and everyone's okay. different. But we do have to get going in a second. But one yes. thing that I just wanted to, to ask you about real quickly is I found that with a lot of lottery winners, not everyone, but with a lot of people, it tends to magnify their personalities where whatever they're into, they could perhaps be into that in a larger level. Would you find that has been the case with you? Well, yeah, I have a beautiful apartment and <laughs> I have two. I have one in Orlando. That's where my family lives and um, sold the one in Miami. And I have a ton of art, uh, all of which I bought as an investment. I didn't know much about Wall Street, uh, but I knew a lot about art because I was an art major. So um, the apartment is full of art. Um, and um, in another year, I am going to auction it all off. I bought it just for that. When, when it comes time for the end, just auction it. And there are two um, collections. I have a vintage costume jewelry collection. And I also have an antique uh, fan collection and that I've decided to donate to a museum, you know, under the John Falcon collection thing. For some reason, I don't want to split that up, but the art I have no problem with because I bought all the art, not only because I loved it, but because I knew it was going to be a good um, investment. I mean, this thing has got to be worth about 70,000. Hmm. And I paid that. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I love it. I mean, it's slightly slightly blurry but i can see enough to see yeah, that it's I don't, I don't, really I don't know how to make it incredible well i would give you a tour of my art collection as well but yeah, i think yeah. i okay. think that uh, it'll be a yeah. seven hour show yeah okay <laughs> well n- next time next time. <laughs> well well john john 
Falcon, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for joining today. I appreciate well. it. Okay. Yes, I, and it was great a, fun. Yeah, have a nice dinner tonight. Yeah, I will. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Comment with your thoughts on the YouTube page for this episode. I will put a link to it in the show notes and description of this podcast. Make sure to check out the show notes for a full rundown of today's show with all the important links. Remember, anything and everything is possible. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for your support.